1: Game On with Jackson Stewart on YouTube at Game On with Jack. On the official blog, www.gameonwithjack.blog and at the new store, www.gameonwithjack.shop. Keep it sexy and game on.
0: What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, Dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on. This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Trenesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game on with Jackson Stewart. And to Game on with Jackson Stewart. Game on with Jackson Stewart. Killing them.
2: The game requires men to be men. More than that, it requires true players to be true men. It challenges us in ways that shake loose the men from the boys and even then real men from posers. In today's world, being a man is stuck between the shouting of toxic masculinity or the whispering of quiet simping. Our guest this evening will help us navigate those choppy waters. Damian Andrews is a CEO, international speaker, philanthropist and father who has dedicated his life to empowering individuals and organizations to reach their full potential. From his early days serving in, in the elite Special Air Service Regiment, SAS of the Australian Army, to his role as a corporate recovery specialist, Damien has honed his skills in overcoming challenges and driving operational excellence. As the founding CEO of the Family Peace Foundation, Damien is committed to creating a harmonious relationship and fostering safe environments for individuals and families. He believes that global peace begins at home, and through his advocacy, he inspires individuals to embrace empathy, compassion, and effective communication. He is also the founder of Damien Andrews Growing Revenue and Profit, where he demystifies the complex steps to business growth and offering simple yet powerful strategies. Furthermore, Damien is the visionary founder of Share.Care, an inclusive global community that shares experiences, strength, and hope to create strong, healthy, and inspiring relationships. Additionally, Damien Andrews is the driving force behind Be Manly and the Legends of Humanity. This fellowship of inspiration empowers boys and men to embrace their unique qualities, unlocking the full power of their manhood. Damien encourages courageousness, intelligence, sensitivity, compassion, and kindness as essential attributes for personal growth and positive impact. Damien Andrews is also our guest this evening. All right, guys, you've heard the introduction and biography. Now join me in welcoming to Game On the brilliant, the powerful, the patient, because of all of the planning we've done, and uh, the driven Damian Andrews. Damian, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a great honor to uh, be here and share with your, your listeners and talk to them. Thank you. The honor is
2: uh, is all mine. Thank you very much. So first up, tell the audience what platform and by what name they can most find
1: you. Uh, finding me is pretty simple. Just in any search engine, write Damien Andrews. Uh, and I'll be, uh, so I suppose, well, last time I looked on every link on the front page, I, you know, who looks beyond the front page? But just certainly put me in there, or you can go to DamienAndrews.com. You can find me there, uh, which is my main, uh, business website. And for my foundation, I have share.care, which is shai Care. That's the website as well, which stands for Strong, Healthy, and Inspiring Relationships. You'll find details about um, the uh, the organisation, which is a global community sharing experience, strength and hope to create strong, healthy and inspiring relationships. And we've just recently launched uh, the Be Manly uh, subset of that, which is not on the there's the page is not there by the time this goes to air. It might be, but you can find uh, if you go to YouTube and put in Be Manly and the Legends of Humanity, uh, you'll find our. Um, the B Manly page there. Um, And you can also find it under Patreon under patreon.com forward slash B Manly.
2: And we'll make sure we run all those links with your show. Now, um,
1: for people who don't know, where are you from and where did you grow up? I'm in Melbourne, Australia at the moment. I grew up in a small country town in country Victoria, I uh, spent most of my time riding my bike around and going off jumps and doing kiddie things. And, and then I was at school, and my dad said that I wasn't allowed to leave because I didn't like being at school. I liked learning, but I didn't like being at school. And my dad said I wasn't allowed to leave school unless I had a job. And about a, I think two weeks after that, the army recruitment people came around to my school, and I, I signed up and I joined the army and I, I traveled around and, and did a Bunch of things moving away from home. Now, how do you go from
2: little Damien Andrews in the country riding his bike around doing jumps <laughs> to the army to what I believe may be the longest biography I've ever written? I mean, I've ever read <laughs> from a guest. Cause you, and, and, and that and that's not that's by no means an insult. You have a wide variety of experience mm. and background. How do you go from you know? Kid, small kid in the country to the army to several organizations that you're the CEO of, plus this initiative of empowering men to be not just men, but to be the right kind of men. Like, what's that journey?
1: the journey was probably from from the beginning was more getting away from things I, I wanted I didn't want to be at school and I wanted to get away from that that's why I joined the army and when I was in the army I realized um, very quickly that running around the bush Australia only has one bush we don't have a forest we just have the bush um, with lots of big bugs and things like that that you know about so don't come to Australia it's very scary I'm not just kidding. it's a beautiful place and the i realized quickly i didn't that wasn't really what i wanted to do um and at the end of basic training you have an options of different things that you can you can do or choose to do but there's only a limited number of what were the good jobs working engineering signals those kind of things everyone else went to infantry which was more running around the bush and there was one position no one was going for and I was 18. So what does an 18 year old male think about at that age is women. And the position was a chef's position. And I thought, girls like guys that can cook. So I'm, that's a great idea. Two, it gets me out of going to the infantry. And a long third was maybe I could use this as a, um, as a career if I ever got out of the army. Um, so I went to the, the chef's school as part of the army. And while I was there, a, one of the instructors asked the friend of mine who was in my course with me, did he want to go to Perth? And I said, uh, he said, no, he'd been to Perth. And I said, and I just put up my hand and said, yeah, I'll go to Perth. <laughs> Not thinking about it. And Perth is the other side of the country from where I was growing up and again, running away. It was, that sounds like a good place to go. And they said, well, if you pass a psychological test, you can go. I didn't think about it. I just went, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. So I went and passed the psychological test. I went and did the psychological test. I passed it, jumped in my car, drove across the country, so equivalent from New York to L.A., in my car, across the Nullarbor, and got to Perth. It turns out I'm posted to the SAS, which is Australia Special Forces. Um, So I went there as a chef, but I also got to do all the Special Forces stuff. So I'm jumping out of airplanes and going submarine diving, Rock climbing, abseiling, sailing, firing rocket launchers, doing all special operations stuff, um, ter- counter-terrorism. And so I had a lot of fun doing that. That was it, was, it was really good. But then, then I started to shift my thinking and I looked at people 10 years, my senior. And I went, oh, that's not really where I want to be. I didn't really know where I wanted to be. And I, so I, I decided that I was going to resign and, and get out of the army. And I was fluffing around in Perth for a bit. And a friend said, oh, there's good money up in the mine sites. So again, moving towards something this time, it was uh, – so I applied to – I found who are the main – Companies that worked up there, there was five companies, and I wrote them a letter of application and this was I'm older <laughs> than I look in my profile um, and that's not been modified. I' am just one of those lucky people that looks younger than than they actually are and i uh, which wasn't so lucky when I was a kid, but as an adult it's great <laughs> and it's all uh, bush live so I, Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) So I I wrote an application out and it was handwritten to each of the five um, companies and sent that off. And then the next day, I wrote another application out and sent it off to the same companies. And I did that for two weeks. And finally, one of them called me and said, you seem really keen. Why don't you come in for an interview? So I went in for an interview, got the job, worked in the mine sites for, for a while, um, and I was worked at a place called Marble, near a place called Marble Bar, which is one of the hottest places in Australia. One day it was 52 uh, degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that translates into Fahrenheit for, for the U.S. listeners. Um, I'm sure someone can work it out.
2: I'm literally looking at it. Right uh, it's hot. <laughs> it's freaking
1: hot. Was, yeah, yeah, it's freaking hot. <laughs> so what did it work out to me because I know it's bloody hot uh, although it wasn't too bad because it was a dry heat it was a desert heat it's kind of like your phoenix area um just really really dry and well there wasn't not even enough water for cactuses it's 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 just very dry that but is a i did that for a little while and then in
2: 25 degrees fahrenheit there, there you go <laughs> that's <laughs> hot. Freaking, <laughs> freaking hot
1: freaking <laughs> yeah, hot yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah and yeah, and I used to go for runs in the morning too. So I'd get up in the morning before it got really hot and go for a run. Um, then, yeah, so I got a little bit homesick. So I, I um, came back to to Victoria where I grew up and I I thought about it and my, what my dad had said about education was, was, you know, when you get to that age and you start realizing what your parents said <laughs> was intelligent and uh, it's even worse when you start quoting them and, and, and <laughs> selling other people and what your parents told you. But, um yeah, I went to and I studied commerce, law, and accounting i wouldn 't recommend any of those for fun, but um would highly recommend certainly some accounting knowledge, some law knowledge um, for life. And when I was doing, um, I used to do some part-time training, teaching people. The other thing I added to that was is the most critical skill you can learn is people skills. Because if you can't interact with people and get people to do things, then nothing really happens um, other than you doing it yourself. So I did that. I went and worked in which I wanted to do. I, I wanted to work in corporate recovery, which was uh, I can liken that to for those who remember the movie Pretty Woman. It was like Richard Gere taking over um, companies, selling them off or breaking them up and selling them off. I, I had hair back then for those who've seen my profile picture. Um, so, <laughs> so I kind of look like myself to that, and and then. I, some opportunity came up to do some things myself, so I, I branched out and and started my own consultancy where I went out and and um, and did similar sort of work in the the corporate recovery space and then that transitioned to helping other companies um, uh, in other areas did a fair bit of work in construction with construction companies working you know helping their projects perform better and i translate a lot of the skills because when i worked in corporate recovery i worked with so many companies i had to walk into a company take control of it immediately um and and make it work and so i learned a lot of skills as to how to get a business to perform um And from there, and I've sort of distilled that down into making things happen really, really, really quickly within both companies and with people so it can make massive change really quickly to for a company to be more profitable, be a better place to be an employee, which is really important in today's environment, employer, sorry, in today's environment with the demographics that have shifted with all the baby boomers retiring, there's less employees to choose from. Um, As an employer, you need to be have a culture that is is inspiring for employees to be at um and so we've got a number of programs where we work on that and one of the programs that we're working on with a friend of mine business partner she and i have a program called we leadership which is about embracing both the feminine and masculine together so it's become, coming from that prospect of, you know, if you, if you actually embrace, and this is coming back to quoting my my parents, my mum used to say, men and women are different. They both have strengths. By coming together, you become so much more. And so we're embracing that philosophy of, of teaching both the feminine and masculine traits so you can actually become more. And in a practical example, Take negotiation. I have a program called Negotiation Magic, which is a really high-end negotiation program. Um, and with that, an example is, you know, the, uh, it's a natural male trait to be assertive. That's commonly what you know, uh, is a masculine trait. In negotiation, you want to be assertive because you want to be holding on to your position. You don't want to be taken off your position to somewhere that doesn't work and is not going to be viable for you. Same token on the other side is you have women um, have a natural trait of empathy. So they listen, they understand. When you combine those two, so in negotiation, understanding the others, what the, um, what the people that you're working with want, having a deeper understanding, being able to feel what they want, not just listen, not just see, but actually feel it, when you embrace that empathy and you combine that with the assertiveness, you become an extremely powerful negotiator and the best negotiators in the world operate from the feminine and masculine. So we've brought that into how we operate. Um, And then from there, I also had the opportunity, a friend of mine, Um, He was a very wealthy businessman, and him and his wife wanted to set up a foundation to help prevent family violence, um, the Family Peace Foundation, uh, and we were talking about that. It was something that I connected to a lot that I wanted to help um, with as well, and he appointed me as the CEO to set up that organization for them, and they – they, they, well the board expected me to do it in, I think, roughly about two years, 18 months to two years, and I did it in about eight months, got it up and running, um, which they were really impressed with. Um, but while I was doing that, I noticed in the research that we were doing was if you, you know, if you wanted to, for example, if you wanted to learn to speak well, there's, There's Toastmasters, for example. If someone has an alcohol problem, there's Alcoholics Anonymous. And if you go to the Alcoholics Anonymous website, for example, in Australia, for most people within seven kilometers or three and a half miles of where you live, there'll be an AA meeting that happening that night. But when I was looking in the family space, if you've got a family problem, you can go to, you can get a help from a counsellor or something like that, but that costs a lot of money. They have, uh, in Australia, they have Relationships Australia, which is really a government organisation, it's, it's well, it's a government organisation that's really there for people that are going through the court process. Um, you can go and get help from them, and it's it's quite economically viable. But you've got a three to three month waiting list, roughly, to get an appointment. And I thought, what if there was an organization like, you know, like the Toastmasters, like the AAs, where it's set up in a way that people can just replicate that. And that's where the idea for Care came from, um, was to, to create a global organization that shares experience, strength and hope to create strong, healthy, inspiring relationships. So we took all the research and distilled it down into the 10 principles that create a strong, healthy, inspiring relationship. And then we took it a step further and said, what if we had an overarching guiding set of principles. And when we're looking at that, when, when, for, for a house we looked at, we went, well, the Knight's Code of Chivalry was a great inspiration. So we rewrote what we called the code um, and made it gender neutral um, and, and have that as a, as a guiding set of principles. Um, for example, one of the principles is to laugh at yourself and not take offence at the opinions of others. Just a simple thing, which is really interesting. It changes your whole philosophy because, you know, when you go out and hear people talk and go, oh, I'm offended by what you just said. And if if you have the approach of, well, you, you are entitled to your opinion and, and I'm confident enough in myself to not even be bothered by if you say something about it. It's kind of like you calling me a Volkswagen Beetle. So what? Um, and and it really changes the perspective on how you approach. So that, that's how all that came together. And then from share.care we have the podcast which is you know we're approaching 200th episode which is really fantastic to, to have that and have the, the support that we've had with that and the people that have reached out and, and loved what we're doing it's the long form type podcast so um we did a subset called what is manly because we we're trying to find the framework for what is manly, because a lot of men and boys uh, are lost, or well, the research shows that they're lost, lonely, and, and not feeling useful in society. So we thought, well, what if, what is the framework for that? And we wanted to in- interview men and, and women to try and work out what, what, what makes a man a man? What, what is, what is manly? And it was really interesting that we, there, there was a common theme from men and women that came through the interviews that we did was one, um, in particular, was that there was a lack of role models for boys and, and, and men, um, particularly, you know, boys that don't have a father around. And so we thought, well, what if we create a hub of inspiration? There's a lot of great people out there doing great work. What if we put, you know, cre- just create a hub where you can have one place where people can go, oh, there's, there's so-and-so over here that, that they can connect with or someone over there. And And the other point that came out of it was being manly, was and it was put wonderfully. Um, I think it was Jack Kammer from America who, who put this out. He just said, There's 3.97 billion men on the planet, there's 3.97 billion ways of being manly. Being manly is about being true to yourself behaving true to yourself and so that's what we wanted to do is create a hub of inspiration where we can inspire boys and men to be themselves just be you because especially if you're in you know operating um or if you want to be an employee if you want to be a business owner the best thing that you can do is be yourself because there's no one else like you if you're you then you have you have a complete unique marketing tool because there is no one that is like you Um, And that's where we we coined the word authenticity. You know, you want to not authenticity, authentic. (laughs) You want to be authentic, where you're 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 being. You're authentic, um, so we call it authentism, Um, where you know you are authentic to who you are, and take that out into the world. So that's that's a, a snapshot actually <laughs> of my journey. There's a whole point where I worked in marketing and did a whole bunch of other stuff and things like that in there as well. I was actually also at the um, I did some film and television uh, work. I went to the same um, acting school as Hugh Jackman when Hugh Jackman was there. Um, he wasn't his I wasn't Wolverine then but he was a really lovely guy. And um, so a, there's a lot of other bits and pieces in there, but that's probably the the main thread of of my, my background. So
2: before we get into, because <clears throat> I've got a question I'm dying to ask, but before we get into that one, who are some of the influences that, um, that you have found you've either modeled some of your journey or some of your current work after or that you – refer to their material when maybe you're feeling off course from you know the journey that you've picked for yourself
1: yeah that's that's a really good question i, lo- I love that you've asked that um and i remember when i was young when i was even when i was in the army <clears throat> i did things um a little bit differently because you asked you know what do what you do and um, how do you get all this stuff done is you know, someone leave um, you know, for my, you know my, when you have your holiday leave for employment, there's one time there I had two weeks leave. I, I flew to the other side of the country uh, for my leave and, and did a neurolinguistics program. That was my leave. <laughs> so I studied that. Um, I, I have attended a Tony Robbins course when when he came out here as well. Um, but when it was, what was really interesting? When you say where where do I I go to for that? And it's. Um, for me what I've done is very early in the police, I can't remember but it was, when I was a kid, and for those who are old enough to remember, <laughs> I, I wanted to be, um, uh, M- Knight Rider was one of my favorite shows. And oh, yeah. And myself and my friends, <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I even had a Knight Rider ID. I was Knight Rider, <laughs> so I'd be walking around the school, and my friend was, I think, the fall guy. I was Knight Rider, and I can't remember, someone else, I think it was BJ and the Bear was one of the other shows that was on at the time. Kit is, and we were those Kit is and had still to- the
2: coolest car, I think, on any, any TV car, Kit beats all of them, just. I had to throw
1: it in there. Yeah, 100%. Kit kid is, is there. And even the, the evil version of car is, is, oh, is yeah, you God know, God was unique, so cool. But, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, I mean, have, Darth Vader's cool. Car is cool, you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I have a 14-year-old son, and he identifies with Darth Vader. So it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, the
2: car <laughs> was, there's a, there's a one of the things that made car so cool was, so I. We sound like we we're probably roughly about the same age. I remember falling in love with Transformers growing up. And yeah. I-, I loved Optimus yeah. Prime. Well the voice of Optimus Prime, whose uh voice actor Peter Cullen did the voice of Carr. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, that's right. So I'm like, yeah, I love that. Two of my, <laughs> that's an awesome story, isn't
2: it? Two of my favorite, you know vehicles are voiced by the same guy. So, I mean, it, all right, so we, we both just nerded out right there, but I'm sorry, you were <laughs>
1: <laughs> We can nerd out, yes, not Michael your, Knight. I, I, yes,
2: you were giving your answer, and I, I jumped in there with with Kit and Michael Knight trivia, but yeah, sorry about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but the, the, you're highlighting the point there that the, this was the thing as a kid, I, I was, it. that was, we do, we look to these people for inspiration, um, and, but for my journey, it was the, I, I I had that and, and we all do that no, and I was looking at you know we we um we we when and you look at a lot of movies the way the movies are written, and it's because for some reason with inside us we feel we're lacking, so we want to we emulate that we want to emulate that hero because for some reason we believe we're lacking and i'm not sure i can't don't remember exactly where it is uh where it happened um uh, but I, I made the shift of instead of going, uh, I want to be inspired by this person, um, I became, uh, I want to be, I'm going to be the Damien Andrews. You know, I, that, that is who I'm going to be. And, and that transition happened in a number of different ways. There's one, I have my own personal mission statement, which is to enjoy life and share in the joy of others, to learn something daily that helps me overachieve, had to be overachieved, and to confidently and compassionately act from my values of honesty, excellence and understanding. And and from that, and there was another shift that I had, because they say the boy doesn't become a man until his father dies. Now, my dad you know, died for me. He's still alive. Um, and we have a fantastic relationship. But there was a long, um, there was a time there where I was in between houses. I, I bought a house, sold a house, and it, it didn't line up. And I was staying with my my dad, and I was in the kitchen. And this is not a plug for a particular brand of chips, but I was, I bought um, my own food and I was, I bought some Pringles chips, and I was eating them in the kitchen. Now my dad's quite frugal, and he normally buys the no-name brand of chips. And um so he walked in the kitchen, I'm eating Pringles. And he said to me, what do you buy them for? They're expensive. And I I didn't get defensive. I didn't justify. I didn't, I, I just, I just owned it and said, I like them. And he goes, yeah, but they're expensive. And I said, yeah, but I, I like them. Again, not defensive, not anything, not needing to justify. It was just, this is who I am. And he kind of looked at me and nodded his head And it was almost we shared this thing, it was like you're an adult now. You can make your own choices and and our relationship shifted from that point where and now we have I mean he wrote me you know he he was on a board and he wanted to resign from the board and he he wrote me a letter and and sent it to me and said look can you just proofread this for me and we have that relationship where we bounce up we don't speak all the time sometimes we won't speak for months because we're busy doing our own thing but we have a completely different relationship and that's where I made that shift um you know there. One of the other key things that I had was I was fortunate enough to have some really, really good mentors in in business. And um, one of the mentors I had was Greg Larsen, who was the the managing director and chairman of BP. And I would always ask him for advice and usually by text uh, because, we you know, Getting on the phone was difficult. <laughs> and I'd send him a message by text, and I think he'd respond two or three days later, which I think you know, he deliberately did to make me think about it first <laughs> before he responded. But I had this meeting coming up, and I was really worried about it, and I, I think I must have expressed that in the meeting, and I, and I wrote to him, and I said, you know, I was, I was worried about, can you can I speak to you about it straight away because it's coming up quickly? And he responded straight away, which was unusual. But he wrote to me, and he said, Damien, I think you should back yourself that you'll make the right decision in the moment. Oh, wow. And yeah, that was probably the most powerful advice i ever got. That doesn't mean you'll make, you know, um, if things are going to go well or go as planned. Right. But just back yourself in the moment that you will, Choose the right thing to do in that moment, the best that you can do in that moment. Because someone, I think someone once said to me, um, you know, whatever, you know, in the moment, you did the best that you could with the knowledge you had. Always in hindsight, you can look back and do it better, but you didn't have that hindsight knowledge in the moment. And so going out into the world now, whenever I need that source of strength, I turn to my, my mission statement. What is it that guides me? And this is what we're getting to, we're heading into where we talk about being manly. It's be you. And, and so, what is you? And that becomes your source of strength. And that's become my source of strength. And I go out there and go, one, well, I'm going to back myself because I'm freaking awesome. I don't walk around telling everyone, you know, I you know, just said it, but I don't, you know, have this puffy out my chest, tell everyone I'm awesome. But it's that, that, that belief that you exist, that so you are a wonderful person. And separating behaviors from the person. I remember um, years and years ago, I was uh, uh, helping out at a friend's wedding. And um, I was at the front of the church helping you know, people. And there was a place for the, the bridal car to pull up. Now, it wasn't Mark. And someone pulled up and parked there coming to the wedding. They like, thought, oh, you know, you know, parking spot right in front of the church. And so I stormed over and yelled at the guy and go, what the hell are you parking there for? Where's the bride going to park? And, um, you know, he's obviously upset by me having a go at him. Um, his partner's probably not too impressed either, or <laughs> surely not impressed. He's moved the car. Um, now, and I can look at that and beat myself and go, that was such a poor way to behave. And it was, but I, I was looking after the bride it was in my mind. And, and when I so when I look at that experience, I go, well, I'm a good person. My behavior, yes, I could improve my behavior and I'm constantly looking about my behaviours, but it's separating your behaviours from who you are. Who you are is a big ball of light that is capable of anything that you put your mind to. Um, your behaviours, you know, we, we cannot, we, you only got what the experience is that you had. Um, and, you know, growing up, my parents were certainly not, you know, they had a lot of wonderful things, but same token, there was a lot of things that weren't so wonderful. And I needed to learn from that. And this is part of that journey as well as, is, is remembering that you are this amazing thing, amazing being. You exist. You're amazing. Um Yes, you might have things you need to improve and that's okay. That's part of, you know, your journey as a person is to, to go through that. But that was, you know, from, from my perspective, coming back to, to answering that question is I w- was always about, well, not always, but for a long time have been, I'm, I'm going to be the best Damien Andrews there is. And, and from Greg's advice was, you know, uh, in any moment I'll back myself that I'm going to make the right decision. And if I need to learn from that, if I do something that's not great, then I'll adjust and, and address it. If I need to apologize for something, uh, and cause I've, you know, done something in a, in a way that I maybe could do better now, um, I'll deal with that then. And, and that served me really, really well. What are three qualities, um, that you feel every
2: man should either have or strive to have to be the best man he can be? You know, a lot of times people say confidence, humor, uh, adaptability, resilience, so on. So what will be three that you could list that, you know, our listeners can,
1: can from analyze see if they I have it or find expand it. that to five. Okay. Because from being manly, we, we power is to be courageous. Oh, Daniel, to be hold on. Wait.
2: I lost you. Yeah. Right after you said you were going to do five. You went silent. So if you could just, if you listed um, some already, if you could just start. That
1: Yeah, so the the point there I was getting to was um, what I was talking about then was was saying as a man you have great power. And what I wanted to highlight from that point then as well, because women have great power too. And sometimes when you, you say that, you'll say, you know, then people say, well, yeah, but you know, what about women? Or, you know, whatever it is that you're in. And an example I would use for that is if you said a car is a mode of transport and someone goes, well, what about a horse is a mode of transport? Well, the point was not about listing out all the things or saying that, you know, if you say a car is a mode of transport, you weren't saying that a horse isn't. But some people jump on that. So, and that's where I'm, I'm bringing that up because when you have those conversations with people and someone will jump on it and say, well, hey, this is, this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about in the framework, in this context, all people have power. That is correct. In this context, we're talking about men. And from that, from that perspective, men ha- have great power. And from that perspective, the purpose of that power is these traits in, from being manly is, is what we put forward, is that one is to be courageous, two, to be intelligent, to be sensitive, kind, and compassionate and that's that's what that is and the first part i think the first one courageous is actually is the challenge because what courageous means is that you'll stand up for what you believe in regardless of what other people may think and to take that to the extreme um look at nelson mandela who spent 27 years in jail to hold on to what you know he believed in um, you know, and when everyone else was against that, when the whole, well, his society was against that. Um, and this is, that's where courage is really important. Courage is about holding on to what is right for you, regardless of what anyone says. And that's where when people talk about, you know, confidence, that's where confidence comes from, is having that ability to, to stay true to you. Which comes back to that that point of of being yourself, having being being authentic, as we call it. So courage, compassion, intelligence, kindness, and sensitivity.
2: Now, one of my favorite questions to ask guests, which most guests tend to tremble at, in keeping with the theme of sexiness, what is the sexiest thing about you?
1: Yeah, I'm, um, the gentleman never quotes numbers, but I'm super sexy and super attractive. <laughs> there is a, <laughs> I like it. I, I think one of the one of the things that comes with that is, you yeah, yeah, um, know, people talk about confidence, but I think the most super sexy thing that you can be is, again, being yourself. Be confident in who you are be true to yourself, embrace your authenticity, be you. That is sexy. Is it as sexy to everyone else? No. You're not going to be 100% sexy. I mean, if for those who, you know, um, I know you're, you're, you're an American and you have a very um, strong God-believing um there, and I grew up Catholic. Um, I can't be Catholic anymore because I don't feel guilt. Um, but, you know, it's but when you look at that, you go, um, so I forgot where I was going with that. <clears throat> um, so with that, that confidence in, oh, sorry, yeah, being, being you, your uniqueness, you, you have, you know, there, there is a, there, w- w- oh, so where I was going with that was, um, <clears throat> you know, even if for those that, you know, from, from that religious background, when you look at, say, Jesus, for example, because I have that Catholic upbringing, even Jesus had his haters. <laughs> so the point of, of being you is not going, you're going to appeal to everybody. That and, and the, the, I mean, if you look at the cover of GQ magazine and whoever's the sexy person that they put on that, if you showed that to, um, you know, 10 women, you'd be pretty certain that, you know, some of them are going to say, no, I don't find him sexy. So, and, the, and what is not sexy? Maybe that's the way to answer the question is trying to be sexy to everyone doesn't work. Be you and you will be sexy to the people that relate to you. And that works really well, and you'll find your tribe, you'll find the people that you connect with, and certainly from a guy perspective, you know if, if you're looking for that um the relationship with a with a woman or even if you're looking for a same sex relationship, but if you if you are confident in who you are, you'll be sexy to the people that relate to you.
2: People it's time for the quick game where we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Damien, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's, let's get the timing going. Here we go. Which would you prefer to have as a roommate, a goat or a bird?
1: Oh, they're difficult. That's difficult because one's <laughs> going to poop everywhere and the other one's going to eat everything. Yeah. Um, I'll <laughs> go. Because yeah, I'm together, the bird will poop <laughs> and the goat will eat it. But yeah,
2: okay. So you're going. I'm sorry. Your answer was the goat? <laughs> Yeah, go with the go. Uh, this is I, – I'd love to hear your answer on this one. If you were an artist, what would you paint on your first day? Oh, an blot, because then it can be anything.
1: <laughs>
2: Favorite time of day? Morning. Yeah, morning. I, I was gonna guess. I, I, mean, I love my,
1: <laughs> but, but I, I want to couch that with I remember Pooh Bear talked about He was talk, talking to Piglet and said, What day is it? And Piglet said, Today. And Pooh Bear goes, My favorite day. And that's kind of how I feel about the day. I mean, it's every part is my favorite because I'm alive and I can do something with it. Well, they say
2: it's why it's called the present because it's an, it's a gift, right?
1: exactly but i love that i have that picture of, of Pooh bear in that conversation going what day is it today it's my favorite day if you have
2: two extra hours to
1: your day what do you use them for same as i use the rest of it i'd love to have i mean I, my days are long. i mean I, I do 14 hour days roughly anyway um you know and, and i just continue doing the things that i do because I, I love doing it um You know, it's, it's, I, I balance my day well. I have fun with my family. I have fun, um, doing the work that I do. Uh, and I don't like to call it work, but it's, you know, some people can relate to that. Um, I just enjoy doing the things that I do because it it has an impact. I, I'm the D, I, I, um, run a radio station. So I'm the DJ on that radio station as well. Um, so I have fun doing that after this. I'll be writing the script for the next show. So I have a balanced day, which I I really love, um, sharing that, uh, experience all the different experiences i have in the day with people and, and also my solitude time as well i do what's called gumping at the beach house i'm at the beach house at the moment this massive lawn and i bought myself an electric self-propelled mower i have to walk behind it and i don't have to push it um and i'll go out there and just have my little solitude and i'll do what's called gumping i'm forest gump going up and down the lawn um, just having space to myself i like that
2: gumping um what flavor of ice cream would you be Chocolate Royale. If you could only have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chocolate Royale ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Can you name four of
1: the seven dwarves? Grumpy, sneezy, um, sleepy, and dopey. Very good. You know, a lot of people get stuck on that one. It's surprising. And last, I love the movie um, Snow White and Mary Poppins for two reasons, because they didn't know dopamine existed, but they taught you what you needed to do to have an amazing day every day. In the movie Snow White, when Snow White and the animals are cleaning the house, they sing whistle while you work. In Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins says to the kids, in every job that must be done, there's an element of fun. Find the fun and the jobs a game." that what we we realize now and if you take that especially if you listen this is, this has been my key takeaway is if you are ever feeling down think a happy thought your body will immediately start producing dopamine you'll start to feel better
2: i i well, I feel because i just remember supercalifragilistic espialadosh <laughs> 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 lastly that's least, still my favorite question um who inspires you
1: I think I'm going to come back to that quote from um, from Greg Larson, a mentor of mine who who said, um, you know, uh, back yourself that you'll make the right decision in the moment. And and I always come back to that. And, and when I'm doing something, whenever I feel every day, you know, when I'm doing something, there'll be times where, you know, I've got to do something and I'll, I'll feel, oh, can I do this? Um, and it'll be something that I've probably done a hundred times before. Uh, and, you know, can I do it now? And it's like, well, no, I'm just going to back myself. And I start doing it and then, and I get it, smash it out really quickly. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that would be what, where I'm inspired by that quote is just back yourself that you will make the right decision in the moment. Good
2: people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with once again, the brilliant, the powerful, the patient. And the driven Damien Andrews. Damien, thank you so much for working out this time because I know we've been doing time zones. And uh, we'll see you back here again. Thank you so much.
1: Well, yeah, before we go, I just wanted to add, you asked about being sexy I and mean, there's a joke that goes around that you're in the casino and there's this guy there, he's, he's dressed up, um, in a suit and he's got a big cocktail and he's talking to all these women and someone points and says, who's that guy? They said, oh, that's just, um, James Bond. He's trying to be Damien Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, he's also believe in yourself, yeah, guys. <laughs> believe in yourself. You are awesome. Believe in yourself.
2: He's also a stand-up. I love it. Damien, thanks so much, man. You, <laughs> you too. Have a
1: wonderful day.